Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And this is uh, Doctor I here. I am the founder of Classroom Classroom Without Walls. And uh, welcome to another free training. And in this training, and I will share with you some of the secrets that I discovered and a framework that you can adopt right now to help you future proof your children for life, for future, and to have success and fulfillment in life. And this training is going to be a little bit longer, 45 minutes to 15 minutes. And uh, let me know if you have any question or any specific questions that you want me to ask uh, to answer right now and make sure uh, to leave them in the comment section. And I'm live on LinkedIn. Hello, LinkedIn. I'm live on Facebook, on Periscope, on YouTube, pretty much all the social media channels out there. And uh, uh, I'm so honored that you decide to spend a Monday morning with me and here and learn something that you can apply and that you need to know in order to future proof your children. And I promise you that this hour is going to be value packed. And I have my notes and I have a slide that I'm going to share with you. And uh, there's also a workbook. I have finally finished working on the workbook that I promised you guys almost a month ago. And uh, so the workbook is ready and I'm going to share lots of studies to back up some of the points that I'm uh, I'm going to mention in today's training. And if you want to get a copy of the workbook, and please do leave a workbook uh, in the comment section. And after I go live, I'm going to uh, revisit all the comments. So in the workbook, there are additional videos that you can check out and uh, additional TEDx talks and additional uh, uh, like articles that you should be reading and additional uh, graphics that can really help you to help your children become ready for life and for the future. So if you want the workbook, hey, Tina. So if you want the workbook, please uh, let me know in the comment section and I'm going to send you the workbook after I finish the training. So let's dive in and I'm so excited you are here. Let me share my screen. And uh, so I'm going to go back and forth between sharing my screen and using the whiteboard here and also just me talking uh, here. Let me say. And don't forget to let me know where you are joining me live from. Okay, so we are uh, talking about future-proof your children and uh, what parents need to know. Uh, if you are parents or if you are a teacher uh, watching me uh, right now or, or watching the replay, and this can also be applied to whatever you are doing in the classroom. If this is the first time that you hear me speak, I uh, my name is uh, I, AI. Uh, artificial intelligence, a human manifestation of artificial intelligence. And uh, so I grew up in China and I came to the US uh, in my early 20s to pursue my American dream, <laughs> quotation marks. And uh, so I got my master's degree from Syracuse University. And uh, after two years, and I went to University of Maryland where I got my PhD. I was already teaching at Syracuse and Maryland. I worked with uh, more than 2,000 students to, to bring them a career and life success and fulfillment and joy and happiness. I also enjoy being silly with my students. We did so many events together. I also serve as an Adobe education leader and HubSpot Academy instructor. My work got featured on Forbes, uh, Today Show, Inside Higher Education, Pearson Education. And last year, I got voted, really, really honored, as the top four among the top five socially influential learning professionals of the year, 2019. Really honored to earn this. And here are some other places that my work got featured. And I also speak on stage. I teach other schools, other educators, how to use the social media to teach their students. I also talk about social media and live streaming, which how to use that to run a business. And this is a picture of me uh, last year keynoting at an event in South Korea. And on the right is my son uh, uh, in the audience taking picture for his mom. 
And uh, I really see uh, as an educator, you know, my children are my drive to get up and to work hard to create a better learning environment for the next generation. And at this point, if you are thinking, hey, I, you just shared so much and uh, yeah, your life seems to be pretty amazing. And my friend, it is definitely not true. And I'm going to share a picture with you in a second. Now, I am embarrassed to share this picture with you because it was really a very dark moment in my life. And please do not take screenshot of this picture. So this is me, and this was a few years uh, into my teaching career. Uh, I was very depressed as a teacher, and for quite quite a few reasons. And uh, every single semester, uh, I do one thing: I cry. I cried with my students. So let me uh, stop screen sharing because I don't really enjoy watching seeing that picture. And uh, so every year I cried with my students. And uh, why do I cry with them? For a few reasons. And the reason I became a teacher was to see the spark in the students' eyes. The fact that they really enjoy learning, the journey of learning. And they enjoy learning for the sake of learning. But I don't see that anymore, especially the last several years, students, they seem to be more and more disengaged in the classroom learning. The question I hear a lot, guess what? Dr. I, will this be on the exam? Every single class, it's not just my class. I also have conversations with my coworkers at my university and different universities. I feel like this is universal. And uh, or like later I eliminated all the exams in my classes, I still hear my students saying, hey, Dr. I, if I go to your event, okay, listen, my event, are you going to give me a point? So learning has become uh, equivalent to earning a GPA, how many A's I'm getting, how many B's, and if a student gets an, an F or a C, oh my God, you just destroyed me. Right. So if you are a teacher or if you are a parent, you can probably resonate with that scenario. Our students act in performance and they're great. Their GPA has almost become their identity. And I'm very disappointed to see that. And because why, as I shared earlier, the only reason I became a teacher was to see the spark, you know, the joy, the passion for learning, the joy for learning. I don't say any like, anything like that. At the same time, especially the last several years, more and more students are really suffering from like mental health issues, depression, and some of them are really clinically depressed. And I started to have more and more students who come to my office hour, not necessarily talking about the classes I was teaching, but actually talking about their life, very depressed, don't know what to do, like tears. Oftentimes they cry, I cry with them because by the time they come to me, they are about to graduate, it's too late to do anything, right? And uh, so that's why I cried with my students. And I also cried for them. Why do I cry for my students? Because I know this is something that parents need to know. And I know how unprepared our students are for life and for the future. And just last year, uh, there's a very comprehensive study that came out saying that the traditional college education is not preparing our students to have the necessary and important life skills and soft skills. And uh, so here's another number, and 73, pretty high, more than half, 73% of organizations actually struggle to find qualified college grads to uh, fill in their positions. And uh, so that's kind of why I cried for my students. At the same time, as I was struggling to figure out this broken educational system, why this doesn't work, at the same time, at home, and uh, I gave birth to two children, uh, two boys, and I started to notice very interestingly what I was observing in my own classes started to happen at home. And uh, my children started to show signs 
uh, of not being interested in going to school started with my older son about the, the, uh, the time he was seven years old and or maybe even six. He was like, he clearly communicated to me and my husband, hey, mommy and daddy, I don't want to go to school. It is so boring. I'm not engaged. It's not fun. And it was getting really, really hard. That's why we started homeschooling. It's getting really hard to actually drag him out of bed in the morning to go to school. So think about it, you know, as an educator, I was already struggling in the classroom, seeing the struggle in my students. That hurts me a lot. And now at home, I'm seeing the same thing. My children starting to tell me they don't want to go to school. That's why you see that tricky picture. I hope you don't have any children watching this alive with you right now. And I become really, really depressed. And uh, I didn't know what to do. And the, I thank God, you know, I started to ask myself some really important questions. We are in today's education crisis. And what can I do as an educator, as a parent, as a mom, as a learner? What can I do to uh, alleviate the situation, to make the situation only be better? So I made two important decisions. Uh, do you want to know? So decision number one is I became a practitioner again. Let me erase this. I became a practitioner again. And uh, I was teaching uh, public relations classes, social media classes, and communication classes. And uh, and uh, later, as, PR, as social media has become a lot more popular, I started to teach more and more uh, social media classes. And uh, I was like, you know what? The reason uh, students, they were not so engaged was because I was only an academic. I didn't really practice what I was teaching in the classroom. So that was my motivation. I wanted to be a better teacher. And to do that, I have to practice what I was teaching in the classroom. So that's how I started to embrace Twitter back then when Twitter was really popular, Snapchat, Blab, Meerkat, Periscope, and uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and all those different channels to share teaching, to share my journey as a teacher, to, uh, to build a sense of a community for my students, to really get to know my students. And about three years ago, I launched a live streaming show, and the hope was also to better serve my students. And uh, I, uh, this uh, decision really changed my life and eventually led to my resignation and start building my own school, which is probably many of you have heard of already, Classroom Without Walls. So that's the first decision I made as a result of my obsession to figure out the education crisis. And the second decision I made was that I became a student again. And I realized, you know, uh, the degrees I got, you know, uh, PhD, master and bunch of certifications, they represent the past. If I want to stay relevant to today's students, and if I want to help my students become future ready, I have to help myself become future ready. And how can I do that? Besides becoming a practitioner, I also have to become a student. I started to learn. And I went to so many conferences, listening to podcasts, like mainstream podcasts, popular podcasts, started to follow thought leader like Mark Schaefer and uh, Seth Godin, and uh, started to also uh, read books on similar topics and reports from LinkedIn, McKinsey. And I became literally obsessed to figure this out. So as a result of my obsession, and my big decisions to become a student and to become a practitioner and working as my personal brand has grown, I started to work with schools, with different brands and speak on stage. So consolidating all of that, and I feel like I finally cracked the code to help our children become future ready. And before I share that secret code, and I discovered five secrets that I want to share with parents. And I wish I knew those five secrets when I was embarking on my teaching career, my teaching could be a lot better and I could have saved a lot more students' future and lives. And uh, those five secrets that can, I hope, uh, can really help you, parents uh, watching me live right now or listening uh, on the replay to rethink how you want to approach education. At the same time, to discover gaps, 
holes uh, in the current educational system so that you can actually supplement the things that your children need to know. They need to be practicing right now if they want to become future ready. So are you ready to listen to the five secrets? And so let me just check my phone real quick um, on LinkedIn to see if people have any questions. And thank you so much for uh, joining me live right now. So I'm about to uh, discuss five secrets that parents and uh, listening to myself, uh, the uh, five secrets that uh, parents need to, uh, the parents need to know. Oh, we have uh, quite a few people here. Thank you so much. Let me send a quick message. And uh, so great to see everyone. I have quite a few people join me live on LinkedIn. And uh, and so if you are just here, uh, see everyone. <laughs> oh my God, I call you. Spelled right now. Sorry about that. Sorry, I can't give you much uh, attention. So I'm really going to dive into the core of today's training. So make sure you stay with me. And uh, if hey Sue, and uh, I have a workbook that goes into details into many of the things that I'm about to share with you. And if you want to get a copy of that workbook, um, please make sure to leave a workbook in the comment section. And after I finish the live training, I'm going to revisit uh, everyone's uh, comment and to give you a copy of the workbook, okay? So as a result, remember I became obsessed. I literally became obsessed to figure out this education crisis. And I discovered five trends or five secrets. Number one, the first one is academic learning or school-based learning is only the tip of the iceberg. It's only the tip of the iceberg to help our children become future ready. Okay, and uh, and when you think about it, right? Like most parents, when you like, I have so many conversations with parents, and when they ask me, "Hey, Doctor I, what do I do to help my kid to be like this, to be a CEO, to start a business, or go to go to an Ivy League school?" And in their mind, what they need is that is more academic learning, more degrees. And I agree, it is very important. But you know, I'm going to erase this. I hope you get this. But again, if you get my workbook, you have all those points. Okay. But again, I want to share with you that's only the tip of the iceberg. You know, you want your children to have knowledge, but there's so much more than school-based learning, than academic learning to help your children become future ready. And I'm going to share with you what are the other important elements that I discovered based on my research, on my working with so many students and schools and brands. And here is a very important, Here's a very important learning uh, theory I want to share with you. And have you guys heard of 702010? Uh, let me know uh, in the comment section if you have heard of this, if you know what this is. And so what this model talks about is, uh, it's really well known in learning and leadership development. And what this model talks about is for any kid, or even for you watching this right now, for any kid, for any uh, adult, for any professional, for any human being. And if you want to from transform your life or whatever you are doing from point A to point B, which is the ideal future state, okay? So there has to be a journey. There has to be a process for this to happen. And that is what this framework is about. So 70, 2010, 10% of this transformation comes from formal learning. That's only 10%, right? Going back to the tip of the iceberg, most parents, most educators, and I have worked with, and even students, their attention is here, the 10%, you know, what is, which is what you are doing right now. You are watching me teaching something, you are learning something. But my friend, guess what? If you do not 
implement anything that I'm talking about right now, you are just going to waste one hour. Okay, so don't waste your time. So you have to actually do something about the information you have learned. So 10% of this transformation comes from formal learning and 20% is social learning. Sorry, let me uh, remove this so you can see my uh, writing better. Yeah, and 20% is social learning, meaning that you learn from a coach, your peer-to-peer -peer discussion, your social environment. And the 70% is actually learning through application, experiential learning, through challenges, learning in real life, not necessarily sitting in the classroom. That's why, you know, at Classroom Without Walls, we say the best education happens outside the classroom. That's where you are actually internalizing the knowledge, you are actually starting to apply. So that's the 70% experiential learning, okay? Sorry, my handwriting is not the best. Uh, so this is a really powerful model, 70, 20, 10. And if you want to learn more about this, you can definitely do more research and you can also get my first, uh, get my workbook. But that's secret number one. Academic learning, school-based learning is only the tip of the iceberg to help our children become ready for life and for the future that is constantly changing and being disrupted. So let's talk about the second secret. And the second one is uh, really uh, relevant to the first one I just mentioned. So the second one is so much research has shown uh, emotional intelligence and so-called soft skills. They are two times, two times more predictive of a person's long-term success than IQ. Let me repeat that again. You really have to rethink, like think, let this uh, sink in. EQ, emotional intelligence, and the soft skills, they are two times more predictive of a person's success than IQ, okay? Again, what do most parents focus on? What do most school teachers focus on? Like, I'm guilty of this myself. You know, like focusing, especially coming from a Chinese background, what do we focus on when it comes to education? Score, 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 how many A's, how many B's, academic GPA, all those things. And uh, so, but that's only, again, going back to what I said earlier, only the tip of the iceberg. And uh, as nerdy as I am, as I mentioned earlier, I became obsessed with today's education crisis. And I did so much research on this topic. And I'm telling you, so much research has shown as AI, artificial intelligence, and technology have become more and more prevalent in our society. Guess what else has also become in high demand? Guess, let me know in the comment section. Human skills human skills my friend and uh, so and uh, so here's uh, one report uh, i think uh, mentioned by mckinsey and they talk about human skills as communication uh, listening critical thinking and interpersonal skills okay so think about it as ai has become more popular there's also an increasing demand for human skills very interesting and uh, earlier this year our uh, linkedin learning published uh, a very comprehensive article so in that article they listed a number of soft skills that are in high demand in 2020 but companies are struggling to find those people who have those are soft skills and under uh, in that article they mentioned uh, soft skills including creativity, collaboration, persuasion, adaptability, and emotional intelligence. And uh, so I want to share my story. If you are enjoying this show right now, give me a heart, give this a share, uh, please tag people that you think can really benefit from this content. And I'm about to share with you something really powerful. So let me share, oh my God. Don't take a, a, a screenshot of that picture, okay? So here, so uh, uh, last year in the LinkedIn, uh, uh, LinkedIn, 
uh, publish a very comprehensive report. And again, if you want to read this uh, and uh, leave a comment, uh, leave workbook in the comment section. So I will uh, give you a copy of my workbook that has all the links to everything I mentioned so far. So in this report, Global Talent Trends, and they discovered uh, and discussed four major trends that are transforming today's uh, workplace. And guess who wants to give this a guess? Look, number one, 91%, my friend, soft skills. Okay, soft skills. So I really want to share that with you right now, going back to what I discussed earlier. Did I not share my screen? I hope I shared. <laughs> did I share my screen? Did I share my screen? I hope I did. I, just in case I didn't. So let me share this again. And uh, you can see here, and then the number one is soft skill. Okay, soft skill, very, very important. And uh, so that's my second secret. Okay, EQ is a lot more important than IQ. And so much research has shown this. And uh, as parents, if you truly care about your children's future or as a teacher, you have to move beyond the IQ cultivation to the EQ cultivation, like uh, emotional intelligence, collaboration, and uh and a few days ago, I was on a meeting with a, a really high-level executives, and they mentioned something really shocking to me, saying that many people, even high-level executives working uh, in the four, five, Fortune 500 level companies, and they don't know how to communicate. So communication is a big skill, and it's also uh, very missing. And talking about creativity, and uh, I'm kind of uh, uh, one last study to back up creativity. I don't know how many of you guys know this, uh, again, I mentioned this in the workbook. So there's a very famous study called the paperclip. And uh, a, a group of researchers ask our children, hey, how many ways can you think of using a paperclip? And uh, so they tested uh, young children, three years old, four years old, and their creativity scored, like how many ways they can use, uh, they can think of using a paperclip. They scored 98% genius super genius level. So five years later, they tested the same group of children by the time they are like teenagers and their creativity and their ability to engage in divergent thinking, you know, how many ways uh, can you use a paper clip decreased to 50%, five zero. And another five years later, the same group of children and uh, the number continues to drop. And by the time they become adults, like people like us, guess what? Two percent. You can do this yourself. Go home, ask your children, how many ways can we use a, a paper clip and see the difference between you and your children. The younger they are, the more creative they are. And you really wonder what does our education do to our uh, children. So that's the second point. And this, I need to hurry up a little bit. I don't want to take too much of your time. And the second point I discovered, which is really, really, really shocking to me, And uh, so that's point number three. I discovered, you know, digital natives, the young generation, Gen Z, millennials, and we call them digital natives, but they are not necessarily digitally savvy in the sense of using social media, using creative technologies to do what I'm doing right now. How many young people that you see on LinkedIn are actually using LinkedIn and use LinkedIn as a platform to educate, to inspire, and maybe even entertain? You don't see that. Most children, they use social media. They are very addicted to social media and technology. And they use that mainly as a way to be entertained, as purely an entertainment device. And that is wrong. And McKinsey report, LinkedIn learning, so many reports have listed a very important 21st century skill is our students, the young generation, young professionals, their ability to create, to create something and to create content, their ability to engage in storytelling and the story selling, their ability to showcase their skills, to showcase their talent, you know, 
the the tell me economy is over. Hey, tell me what you did on your resume. On your resume, it is over. We are in today's show me economy. Show me what you have done. And building a, a digital footprint, building a strong personal, um, professional brand is more important than ever. Yet, very few schools are teaching this. Okay, and you need teachers who are actually in the in the field, practicing and learning and building their own digital footprint to teach our students. But as far as my interaction goes, I haven't met that many professors like me. And uh, it's not, it's definitely not teacher's fault, it's the system. The system doesn't really value this type of professional development. And they don't give, they don't invest in the energy and the resources for teachers to upscale this way. And as a result, our children, they think social media is so bad, right? When you look at TV news, national news, everyone's blaming social media. However, here is my unpopular opinion. Social media technology, they are not the root of the problem. Pedagogy is. Pedagogy means how we are using social media, how we are using technology is the problem. So if your children are going to a traditional school, as it is uh, many K-12 schools, uh, they ban social media completely. And uh, many parents, they either use social media or, or smartphone to be a babysitter. Hey kid, you know, watch this, that's it. Or I, I have interacted with parents who completely ban technology in the house. There's like nothing. So I think both are two extremes. They do not work if you want to help your children become future ready. You need, this is a learned skill. You need to learn, you need to teach people or you need to find others who know this to teach your own children. And uh, again, I have uh, uh, reports to show this, but I don't really have time. I'm, I noticed I've, I, I'm almost live for 40 minutes and thank you. For, uh, for joining me live. This is, uh, I hope this is uh, really beneficial to you. So that's, and again, another thing I mentioned is uh, like, you know, using social media video production. Uh, LinkedIn Learning also mentioned that as an important uh, 21st century skill. And now with the coronavirus, we all have a taste of that, you know, how to talk to the camera. It's very hard, trust me. So that's uh, secret number three. Are you guys loving this? Give me a thumbs up, give me a heart. <laughs> oh my God, I see so many hearts. Thank you so much. You guys, mwah, amazing. And uh, so it makes this uh, more fun for me. You know, I have to uh, pretend there was a big audience in front of me to make, uh, to make me enjoy this more. So I really love seeing the hearts from you guys. So that's number three. And number four, this is another unpopular opinion. Online learning, right? Everyone's talking about online learning. Online learning is not the solution to today's education crisis. Online learning is not the magical pill to make our children fall in love with learning again. And um, and especially, you know, my own kid, my, my eight years old, he has taken quite a few really bad online classes. Teaching a class online is a lot harder than teaching a face-to-face -face class. And trust me, I have been there myself. And actually, uh, my, oh, let me share the screen with you so you think I'm not actually lying to you. And uh, so let me share my screen. And this is actually uh, a screenshot I took from one of my undergraduate students last year, uh, last spring semester. And I want you to read the last sentence. And I felt so sad and so bad when I read that. Every class, the last sentence, every online class I took, I had to drop because I wasn't engaged enough or I couldn't understand the teaching and I'm proud to say that I think I'm doing great at this class, talking about my class. And I share this, it's not to brag my class, it's to really show you, like teaching online class is hard and you need educators who understand how to teach an online class. So parents, 
right now everyone's doing homeschooling and if you are just purchasing online classes or if your children are only watching pre-recorded videos it is not online learning uh, it is only short term memory and uh, they may remember something but there's no long-term transformation and in fact the completion rate for online class is as low as 15 percent one five one five and those are for free classes for the paid classes you know you pay to pay attention for paying classes uh the completion rate is a little bit better but still not very ideal and i'm not sure about you and uh, let me know in the comment section. And if you are an entrepreneur, I have purchased so many classes myself. And guess what? I finished zero of those classes. Uh, if the classes are only pre-recorded videos, you need a human component. Online learning is good, but I think what's the solution? The solution is hybrid or blended learning. You have videos, children can practice self-paced, self-directed learning that is very good i love that right if i don't understand something i pass i go back i do additional research i love that but you also need the social component you know discussing with peers and having a conversation with a teacher and uh it is not the technology that is going to transform our children it is the human behind the technology that is going to transform our children and trust me, I have seen so many classes completely failed and we are doing our children a disservice. It is the human being that is behind the computer screen uh, that is transforming our children. And uh, so, and the last, uh, not last year, uh, two years ago, an education futurist at Harvard University, and he predicted 50%, 5-0, of American colleges and universities will go bankrupt in the next 10 to 15 years. A pretty scary number, um, but that's not the point I'm mentioning this study. And the point I want to say is that in that article, the same professor also made a very compelling point. And he said that online learning is going to replace many universities. However, online learning is not, is not going to replace the important role a human being, a teacher plays. And in fact, he cited that uh, quite a few alumni made a donation to Harvard University, Stanford University, all those Ivy League schools. It's actually not because of the overall ranking, you know, Ivy League, it's not because of that. It's actually because of the impact that one teacher has made on a student's life, you know, going back to that human touch so going back to online learning what i was talking about if the online learning platform if a particular online learning class has no human component and that learning is now going to be effective and at most short-term memory definitely not long-term transformation thank you for all the hearts oh my god you guys are just like so amazing i love it so blended learning that's uh, that's exactly everything i'm sharing with you right now is has been tested is what i do at my own school classroom without walls uh, when i coach other schools and when i work with brands we follow blended learning we do live coaching we do live teaching you still have that human like um connection and that's secret number four. Oh my God. And that's my last, I'm going to wrap it up. And secret number five. Who's ready for number five? Give me some hearts, some likes. And again, I see that a few people just joined me live right now. There is a workbook to accompany everything I have been mentioning so far. If you want a copy of the workbook, let me know in the comment section. Just write down workbook and then I will give you a copy, okay? It's a super long workbook, 20 pages or so. And so number five, so the number five is the last point and the sage on the stage model is over, game over. <laughs> And what I mean by that is when you think about traditional class, you know, when you visit, I challenge you after the coronavirus is over, go to a school and go to a classroom 
to observe how they are arranging the chairs, the tables. I, I promise you 80% of most schools when, uh, when they arrange the chairs is like one row, another one, another one, another one. And then in the front of the class is the sage, this teacher who knows everything. I think that model is so wrong and that model needs to be disrupted. And so here are a few ways that I disrupt and or at Classroom Without Walls that we disrupt this model. So number one is spatial arrangement. We don't have chairs, you know. We do not intentionally put uh, the export like up in the front and we arrange everything in a more, uh, uh, in a more um, like, how do I say, in a more equal, uh, kind of spatial arrangement. Everyone we are being positioned as both uh, teachers and students at the same time. So that's kind of one way to disrupt that model is spatial rearrangement and also for teachers. And I think teachers, we need, and even parents, more so parents, we should show up not as dictators, but as facilitators, okay? How many parents, including myself, are we guilty of saying, hey, do this, kid, kilo? Why? I told you, I said so, right? So we show up as a dictator. That is very, like, not conducive to learning. Think about it. When you are stressed, when there is a, when there's a tiger chasing you, how many of you can actually learn something new? Nobody, right? When there's a tiger or a lion chasing me, like, it's my time to fight flight right so the same thing with our children we need to show up as a facilitator not showing up as a dictator and uh and uh, being a coach being a facilitator asking questions what you know practice the pedagogy of listening i just learned that the pedagogy of listening be a good listener really make an effort to get to know your children that's why i love uh, small size classroom so much, so, so, so much more. If you have a class, 300 students, 400 students, I don't think this model actually works. How can you practice active listening? But anyway, so that's uh, another point to reposition the teacher from the stage of the stage to a facilitator. We facilitate, we make things happen. We ask good questions. And the second one is that I disrupt the stage on the stage model is, I think it is time to invite practitioners and the students and parents and teachers. We all co-share, we all co-own the teaching space. That's why at my school, you have me who has a PhD, an educator, but we also have so many practitioners who are actually in the field. They come, they teach the next generation. To me, that is very, very important. You have this collaborative space that involves multiple stakeholders to nurture the next generation. If you only have the stage on the stage model, and that is going to continue to perpetuate the gap, the gap uh, between academia and industry. So by the time when our students graduate, they are not going to have the skills for life and for the future. And uh, so those are the five secrets that I want to share with you. And based on those five secrets, based on my obsession, consulting and working and learning, ongoing learning. And uh, so this is, uh, remember I shared with you earlier, I feel like I have finally cracked the code to help our children become future ready. So now I'm going to share my secret code. So based on everything I shared so far and what I have learned is, let me share my screen. So I discovered and I developed this iceberg model. I hope you can see the screen. And I developed this iceberg model. So on the top of the uh, my model is knowledge. Remember some of the secrets I shared earlier, you know, academic learning, uh, uh, school-based learning is only the tip of the iceberg to help our children become a future ready. And uh, under knowledge, I separated school-based learning and new media knowledge, our students' ability to, to, to market themselves, to engage in storytelling and story selling. 
And the middle chunk of this iceberg is life skills. Remember, EQ, life skills, they are twice more predictive of a person's success than IQ. So as classroom without walls, we cover communication, collaboration, adaptability, emotional intelligence, and creativity. And last but not least, at the bottom of this iceberg is mindset. And if we want to conquer our external life, we have to first master what is inside. So we really make an effort to teach our students to uh, get rid of their fixed mindset, to embrace this growth mindset. You know, I cannot do this yet, but I can figure this out to really embrace and instill that, you know, everything is figure outable. I can actually figure this out. So that's actually the question we, uh, we give our children a lot in my home and at my own school. I don't know the answer. Can you figure it out? And also, uh, we, we talk about self-awareness. And when you think about traditional education, we spend so much time studying and trying to understand the teacher, other people, people in the history. But we spend so little time trying to understand the self, you know, engaging in self-awareness, self-regulation. And last but not least, is also how to think like an entrepreneur. And so much research has shown, even if, you are not going to become an entrepreneur if you have that mindset and uh, your, your full-time job is going to benefit from that mindset. You are being proactive. You are trying to figure things out on your own. You are always ahead of the time. You are engaging in lifelong learning. I can go on and on and on. But this is the model. Parents, educators, this is the secret. This is something that I wish I had when I was younger, when I was just giving birth to my own children while I was just embarking on this journey to become a teacher. So I know our students, they need knowledge, they need life skills, and they need a mindset. They need the entire iceberg to become future ready. And uh, this, I'm going to share with you a few slides and I'm going to really wrap this up to show you why this model works. Uh, here is uh, one parent who joined my program last year, and he really shared his transformation, you know, from being a depressed parent, you know, cried, to really literally see the transformation of those children. We do a mixed age model, uh, 12 years old above, from young children to older children, and we all transform. So what we can learn from this is that children, our students, they are wired to learn. They love learning. Learning is fun, right? But the way we teach them is wrong. We need to improve that. So uh, this is a, a video, actually, in this video, and the kid, quite a few children, they mentioned that they learned more in 10 years at uh, my school than, than two years at their, own, uh, at their own school. And I think, you know, as a parent, listening to that right now, you really have to think, wow, I'm paying so much for my children's education, but they are actually not learning much. I think the worst mistake that a parent can make is to completely outsource, completely outsource their children's education to a school. No school is going to really get to know your own children as well as you. So you have to be involved, okay? So here's another example. Here's another example of another kid and being transformed. And this is another parent, how he cried. I'm sharing those examples to show you the learning, that the model, the iceberg model I discussed earlier actually works. Not just academic learning, that is going to give our children so much stress. Uh, it is actually counterintuitive. The more you focus on academic learning and the more they are going to suffer and the more uh, their score is not going to be improved. And so like, that's kind of everything I shared. Uh, let me exit this right now. And uh, oh, almost like an hour. So if you are interested, and I hope everything I shared so far is really beneficial to you and uh, you can apply home right away. You can also get me, get my workbook, apply some of the tips uh, that I share with you. And this is really my way to serve parents, educators, in today's uncertain time. And if you trust me, and if you want to send your children to my school, I'm really excited to share with you that I have just opened up my own 
uh, classroom without walls life accelerator program uh, where we teach uh, children what schools are not teaching them to become future ready and the framework uh, I follow at my school is exactly the one I just shared with you knowledge life skill and mindset not just me but we have a group of teachers you know disrupting the sit on the stage model to come and teach and serve the students and we do live training and live coaching and if you are interested in this or if you know any parent who can benefit from this for their children and let me know uh, in the comment section i will reach out to you or i will reach out to the kid and we offer uh, three promises uh to the parents uh, i can even share those with you right now and then I'm going to say goodbye to you guys because I do have a podcast interview coming up. So here are the three promises that I will share with the parents. Number one is uh, we transform your children from feeling lost and confused to confident and purpose-driven young professionals with our personalized blueprint for success. The second promise that we share with parents is to upskill our children and from being unprepared to really develop those 21st century soft and life skills and including even working remotely. And the third promise that we share with parents is to really uh, equip their children with a competitive edge to, to discover you know, how to transform our children's social media addiction into a constructive learning, career building, uh, personal development and life skill too. Okay, so I'm closing the door on May 10th. And uh, if you know parents and um, and uh, children who might be interested in this, let me know. And uh, we are looking for not just uh, a traditional kid or traditional parent. We are looking for parents like you who are forward thinking, who are outside box thinkers, who are open to challenges. Who, are, who love diversity because my school is very diverse and we have children from different countries. So if that is something you enjoy, let me know. If not, today's free training can definitely give you a framework to apply this, to improve your own education at home, uh, to tell you what you need to know uh, if you want to help your children become future ready. So that's it, everyone. I have prepared for you. I'm going to drink some water. That's a passionate conversation coming out of my heart and uh, I care about my children I care about your children I care about all the children out there seeing the transformation in my own students in my own children how they can transform within such a short period of time has given me so 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 much hope I believe our children are wired to learn to become the best version of who they are and the problem is we don't know how to activate that and if we can move ourselves out of the way and learn some correct technique to facilitate and just like get ready and see your children get to the next level. And thank you so much for joining me in life. And uh, I love you guys. It's such a one hour long training. And again, if you want the workbook, comment below. I will give the workbook to you. If you think other people can benefit from this value pack i hope so training and type them in the comment section and if you know people 12 years old above uh, who might be uh benefit uh who might uh be able to benefit from my program and uh also let me know i love you guys stay future ready bye